Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Deck maintenance isn't fun. Move the furniture and barbecue, sand and prep, paint, seal, or get a low-maintenance Trex deck. The only colour fade you'll have to deal with is watching the sunset. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. It's a grand old flag, it's a high-flying flag, it's the emblem for me and for you. On SENSA, you're listening to Red Legs Radio for climate, air conditioning and solar. Proud sponsors of the Red Legs. Good evening, Red Legs fans, and welcome to Red Legs Radio number two for the year. And it uh, looks like you're stuck with me for the next hour because uh, my mate Benny Hook couldn't make it to the show today, but I have called in the big guns. I've called in the media manager extraordinaire from the Norwood Football Club. Welcome, Joseph Marciano. Thank you, Flomo. Great to be here. Thanks for uh, letting me join the show. Your debut on Red Legs Radio, mate. Actually, no, it's my second Oh, is it? Okay. I did the first one in the Didn't first you year. stuff the first one? Why are we asking you back? No, just joking, mate. You <laughs> Three were that year good. hiatus. You were that good. I'm not sure that uh, Benny Hook will get an invite back. But um, look, mate, we've got a big show, lots to get through. We'll start off in a minute by reviewing the 15-point uh, loss to the Glenelg Football Club on Saturday, which, by the way, I thought was a pretty solid effort. We'll get into that. Um, we're going to get Nick Rokar, our club champion on the line, to uh, talk through that uh, review as well as uh, have a look forward to t- tomorrow night's clash with the Eagles at uh, Cooper Stadium, our first home game for the year. Um, later in the show, we're going to catch up with uh, Brent Felice from Cooper's. Looking forward to that. Did you know that it's Cooper's 160th birthday this year? All right, unbelievable. Can you believe that? What a fantastic year. And they're in their 76th year as sponsor of the Nord Football Club. So uh, amazing story, and we'll get a little bit uh, on that from Brent. And, mate, talk about the big guns. We've gone to the top of the tree. This is an absolute treat for the supporters, I reckon. The top of the tree. Like, we're, every week we look for a past player that, uh, you know, is just signifies and, you know, is, you know, is everything epitomizes there is. Epitomizes the Norwood spirit. Epitomizes everything about Norwood. And this week we're going to have a chat with Richard Dickie Kelly. Wow. Who, as you know, is also helping out at the club now in the commercial operations area. So looking forward to that. Big show. We'll uh, we'll bring it home with a bit of an update on the club news and events and uh, a new segment where last night, Joe, I snuck a little message out on Facebook to the supporters group. I did see that. And I promised them that uh, the top three questions or the top questions with the most likes would get airtime on the show today. And uh, we have them in. So we're going to talk about them at the end of the show. And I may even get the man with the most likes on the phone and have a chat about what he wants to talk about. So big show. Let's get straight into it. And I'm going to throw to you our 15-point loss to Glenelg on the weekend. As I said, I didn't think it was too bad an effort. Uh, The boys went down there. Some would say that Glenelg is still the yardstick. 
and to lose by 15 and put a, put in a solid performance with all the uh, new debutants in the team, I reckon wasn't too bad. What did how do you see it? Yeah, look, round one's always a tough one, Flemo. It's always hard to gauge where you're at, and obviously a, a mix of new players and um, coming into the footy club, obviously. Uh, throughout the off-season. But, look, I thought our supporters could hold their heads high and be proud of our team's performance. A 15-point loss uh, to Glenelg. Um, you know, we led... we Sorry, we trailed by as much as 30 points midway through the game and it looked a little bit all doom and gloom for, for a stage there. But I thought just the way that the boys responded and, you know, Benny Jarvis up forward, kicking three. Um, Nicky Roker with two goals. Uh, Cam Tahini, one goal, three. So, look, you know, inaccuracy is, you know, is part of it as well. But... I just thought there was plenty to like, you know, from our new guys in, in terms of Tommy Donnelly and Bain and Lowe, where our Tassie products. So, no, look, I thought we, we can hold our heads up high and um, look, looking forward to next week, uh, tomorrow night, sorry. Yeah, look, mate, I agree. And uh, Tommy Donnelly, I thought, was magnificent. Yep. You know, he had uh, probably, what many would say, one of the biggest uh, challenges in uh, in football, certainly from a backline point of view in the sample, and that was uh, keeping uh, McBean quiet. Now, McBean kicked three goals. Uh, he had a dozen possessions, but uh, overall, I think he had the better of him, and he and he didn't let him have it easy. He was right next to him. He very physical, and McBean didn't like it. So well done to Tommy on his first game at Norwood. A great effort, and also Harry Boyd. Harry Boyd, I thought, was fantastic in the ruck. He dominated the ruck. Always competes well. He does, doesn't he? And he, and he just outbodied yep. his uh, opposition ruckman and gave us first look every time. So, But, mate, look, there's nothing better than getting it from the horse's mouth, our club champion, Nick Rokar. And we've got Nick on the phone, and we're going to have a chat to Nick now. How are you going, Nick? Going well, fellas. How are you? Going well here, mate. Uh, where are you right now? You're out, out on the job. Yeah, I'm out on site at the moment, so yeah. Fixing a few uh, light bulbs or doing a new meter box. What, what's what's actually taking your time right now? Uh, we're doing some undergrounds today, so I'm on the shovel a fair bit. So a little yeah. bit of a workout, mate, but it's, uh, it's not been too bad. Are you on the shovel or are you just telling the apprentices where to dig? Yeah, it might be the second one there. <laughs> Hey, Rogue, don't, don't wear yourself out, mate. We need you tomorrow night. We need It's a big game, so take it easy today. Yeah. Now, mate, no, um, right, mate. <laughs> we uh, we were just talking about the game against Glenelg on the weekend, and um, we reckon it was a solid effort. You know, to lose down there by 15 points is not a disgrace, and uh, many would say they're still the team to beat them and the Eagles. Obviously, Eagles being premiers and Glenelg probably being the best team all year last year, but... Your thoughts on the game? You know, obviously you're in the engine room and you're one of the leaders. How did you see it? Uh, yeah, no, spot on. I think, um, well, obviously, we're very disappointed we couldn't get the chocolates from the weekend. But, I mean, round one, Glenelg at Glenelg, probably the team to beat at the moment. Um, yeah, it was a pretty serviceable effort and there's a lot of positives that come out of the game. So, um, yeah, we're drawing on them and uh, hopefully we can implement a few different things going into tomorrow night and get the, get the points this time. Yeah, Rokes, um, yeah, obviously I agree 100% with what, what you said. Um, obviously a lot of new faces within the squad and, you know, in comparison to last year, we've lost a lot of experience going out with, you know, likes of Richard Douglas and Mitchie Grieg and, and those guys there. But, you know, obviously who were you impressed with and, and how do you feel, you know, taking, you know, a large chunk of that responsibility in the midfield this year? Uh, yeah, yeah, obviously we touched on it a bit over the summer that we've lost some experience. Um, but I think we've got a lot of blokes that are just 
entering their prime as well, or still not entering their prime, but getting a little bit older. And there's probably, you know, there's so many of them. They're going to get better as well. So I see that as, you know, a couple of recruits in a way, like blokes like Nalligan, Hurd, Ball, Tramper, the list goes on. There's probably, yeah, as I said, a few of them, and they're all going to get better. So I think it's going to make us stronger um, anyway. But, um, yeah, as far as me, I've found, like, obviously in the leadership group this year, and, um, yeah, I've enjoyed it so far. It's a little bit um, different. You've got to worry about it a little bit more than I have had to in the past. But, um, it's yeah, I, I'm really enjoying it. Yep. And, you know, the fans have always embraced you, Roke, since you, you came to the club, you know, um, yeah. starting in 2020. And you're playing more, you know, defence there. And we've seen you transition through to the midfield. Um, you know, what do you feel like you can improve on, um, you know, continually going forward uh, as more strings to your bow? Um, yeah, I think there's, there's a lot of room for improvement, which is exciting in a way. Um, I think obviously this year, like just my leadership and how I can help others better, get better. Is a, is a big thing and just um, trying to support, obviously I'm in the midfield at the moment, so trying to support my other midfielders, um, or as far as everyone really, but try and make it as easy as I can for that group in there as well. Um, but yeah, they're, they're probably the two things I'm trying to build on. I think the rest of my game will follow suit if I can get that right. Mate, Rokes, I reckon you're doing an unbelievable job and have done so since you've come over and you, know, you just keep becoming um, you're more and more of a leader for our footy club. So well done to you. Now let's uh, let's have a look forward to tomorrow night against the Eagles. Yep. Reigning yep. premiers, um, you know they have lost a few: Tyson Stengel, uh, Jack Hayes, um, Chittis. They've uh, all gone off and now playing AFL football, so they're they're big outs. But uh, when you look at a team with the Menzel boys, D- Dylan Clark's come across from Essendon. Connor Ballador from uh, the Brisbane Lions. Mitch uh, Devour, uh, he's come across from West Adelaide. They've added some talent, mate, so they'll be a challenge. Uh, how are we looking? How's the training been this week? And, uh, we, we, you know, what, what are we going to do to make sure we uh, put up another great uh, uh, solid effort? Yeah, no, you're right. They have lost a lot of talent. Um, but I think good teams like they are find a way to, to um, replace and, and keep going, so... They're going to be a big ask tomorrow night. But um, on our side of things, like, which is what we're worrying about more. So, um, yeah, I'm really excited for tomorrow night. And I think the rest, well, I know the rest of the group is. Looking back at the, the footage from last week, we've seen a lot of areas where we can get better and improve from and challenge other sides, particularly offensively. So, um, no, the group's, group's trained well this week. Um, I don't think there's been any niggles or anything like that. So we're pretty fresh and, yeah, really excited to get into tomorrow night and, Hopefully put on a show for everyone. Yeah, well, we, we do too, mate. Uh, first game uh, back at Cooper's Stadium. A lot of work being uh, been going on around the ground in the off-season, which you would well and truly be aware of, but we can't talk about that now, mate, okay? It's all going to be a surprise. Yeah. Um, so we're looking forward to uh, the first home game at Cooper Stadium, and uh, hopefully there's a big crowd. Now, mate, before we let you go, um, my yeah. mail says... That you're sporting a new haircut, is that right? Well, sporting a new haircut, what? For tomorrow jo- my night my co-host, do? Joseph Marciano, in our uh, prep today said that, ask him about his haircut. Have you had a, a new style? Are you, you wearing some new gel or something? Brokes, mate. Don't lie to me. Oh. I've seen it. <laughs> no, nah, it's probably a little bit longer on top than it has been in the past and short around the sides, but... um. 
bit of an well, undercut. I'm there's ruder haircuts out there than mine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, All right, well, uh, yeah. you're Might not off the hooks right yet because um, there's been a few complaints around the Norwood Council area about a new household full of uh, <laughs> blokes. And I know you've just moved in with Harry Boyd and others. Oh, uh, can, what can you tell me about that? Yeah, no, obviously Harry's in there with myself and Corey Stockdale and Nick Loudon. So, um, yeah, it's a pretty pretty um, orthodox scoop in there. But um, been in there for a couple of months now. It's, it's been good. Um, it's got its challenges at times when you're around each other for so much of the time. But, um, yeah, if there's any complaints, it's probably directed at Corey Stockdale, to be honest. So he's a bit of a pest. Well... My mail is that uh, Harry just spends all his time in his bedroom on Tinder. Is that right? Yeah, that's yeah, that is so accurate. Yeah, right, right. who does the cooking <laughs> down there? What's that? Who does the cooking down there? Ronald. Uh, <laughs> Ronald McDonald. Uh, I don't think Twinkle like that. Yeah, no, there's a joint on the parade called um, Argos by Whole Foods or something like that. That's oh, yeah. a bit of a touch up throughout the week. So. Good. Not a lot of cooking, but we do still try and eat pretty well. Good boys. A great place, Argos, but of course our uh, sponsor, Sophisio Cafe, is much better in that, right, Rokes? Oh, absolutely, mate. Yeah. Always go there for a coffee for yeah. a game. Get that right. <laughs> now, mate, it's been great catching up. Good luck tomorrow night. And uh, bring home the chocolates. Uh, it always helps with membership, mate. Uh, no pressure, okay? Yeah, no worries, mate. We'll get it done. Good on you, Rokes. Great to catch up. Thanks, Rokes. No worries. Nick Rokar, Peoples, Joe, he has been fantastic for our footy club since he came across and uh, just a great leader and well-deserved club champion last year, Michael Taylor, medalist. Yeah, no, nah, he's been fantastic, Rokes. And the play, and the, the whole the fans have really embraced him. They've always have. Um, and we've seen his development, like I said, Flemo, from, you know, a back pocket, you know, when he started in 2020 now to leading our midfield uh, and a well-deserved Michael Taylor medal on the end of it last year. So good on to him and looking forward to him to seeing him in action tomorrow night. Absolutely, Joey. Well, we're going to go to our first break, and after that, we're going to catch up with Brent Felice from Coopers. Folks, you're listening to Red Legs Radio. Thanks to Palmer Bet and Climate Air Conditioning. See you in a bit. It's a grand old flag. It's a high-flying flag. It's the Live on SENSA. Welcome to Red Legs Radio. Get great value at Palmer Bet. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. Welcome back, Red Legs fans. Hey, Joey, we've done all right. We've got through the first quarter. Benny Palmer, the coach, gave us a bit of spray at quarter time, <laughs> but we've got to lift our game, he says. But uh, at least we've got into the second quarter. And in a minute, we're going to talk about the teams yep. uh, for tomorrow night and the ins and outs and all that sort of business. But before we do, I've got a fantastic supporter of our footy club on the phone. A great man. A great man, Brent Felice. From Coopers, welcome to Red Legs Radio. Thanks, Flem. Joe, pump me up a bit more. <laughs> well, you are a great man, mate, and the whole Cooper story is a fantastic one, and uh, we'll get to that in a minute, but uh, we've mentioned it many times, and, and every year it gets higher. I think this year we're into our 76th year as a, uh, in our partnership between the Nord Football Club and Coopers. Yeah, 1946, it was all... Uh... It all commands. It's incredible, really, to think about that, isn't it? 76 years, that that sort of tenure. And it all started with uh, Glenn Cooper, our current chairman's mum and dad, Ken and Marjorie. They uh, they were the first people to get involved uh, with the Norwood Footy Club and forge that sponsorship. And 
who would have thought some 76 years later we're still going I know, strong. mate. Uh, well yeah, and truly before. Looking forward to many, many more years. Well, that's, that's the goal. And, uh, look, we uh, have a fantastic partnership. And uh, tomorrow night is a celebration of that partnership. It's a... Our first home game, uh, round two versus the Eagles. And, of course, it's the Coopers uh, Brewery feature match. Uh, what can you tell us about that? Yeah, well, we look forward to it every year. Our, our managing director, Dr Tim Cooper, always gets that opportunity to toss the coin. So Tim's been uh, busily this week practising uh, the coin tossing. <laughs> so let's hope the legs can uh, can win the toss, especially if there's a bit of a breeze. It might be an important toss to... Uh, so win, I've told Tim this week. So he uh, he looks forward to that, and Cam Pierce will obviously uh, get up and say a few words on behalf of the company. But we've also got Mel Cooper, uh, Joe Cooper, and Joe's just been a wonderful, um, just a wonderful person, and donated a lot of money to the uh, the new Wolf Blast facility. And it's fantastic to have her in attendance tomorrow. Uh, Robin Cooper, so it really is a table full of all the uh, all the Coopers family and. Um, Jeff Wilson, uh, who loves his red legs from Coopers, he'll be uh, he'll be in attendance as well. So, yeah, always look forward to this one, Flynn, and just can't wait to uh, to see the legs back at Cooper Stadium. It's fantastic to have footy back. Well, that's right, mate. And as you know, at Cooper Stadium, we don't say you're having a beer; we say you're having a Coopers because it's absolutely <laughs> part of the DNA of the footy club, and and, and of course uh, the great ground at, at uh, on the parade at Norwood Oval, which is of course known as Cooper Stadium. Now, mate. 160, 160th year birthday for Coopers this year. That's amazing. It is. We talk about 76-year tenure with the Nord Footy Club, the brewery, yeah, 160 years of age this year. And to celebrate, we're bringing out a 160th commemorative ale called the Regency Park Red Ale, just in a limited edition, 4,500 cases a pack, We've got around about 470 kegs for South Australia as well. So just to celebrate our our 160th birthday, and, and it's a very similar beer to those who remember our 150th when we brought out the Celebration Ale back in 2012. Very similar tasting beer, a nice, crisp, well-balanced ale. So if anybody uh, does get the opportunity to buy a case or, or um, have a... Have a nice cold one off tap. Then I'd jo- Joe's mouth so. is drooling listening to that. <laughs> Come on, Joe. I know no, you want to know no, about this. You know the way I always, when I speak to Brent, I always love to know the little bit of insight that he gives me. And he's actually gone on and answered, and answered my question I was going to ask you, Brent. However, looking forward to that 100%. But also, with, um, you know, the current market, Brent, how's, how's you know, how, how are they going at the moment? What's some of the popular ones? And, you know, the Hazy IPA was fantastic when we, when we had that as well. And, and everyone that you bring out, I'm always a big fan of, and so is Flemo. So uh, everyone at the club. Yeah. So, yeah, tell us a bit about that. It's a really good question, Joe, because it has been tough. There's no doubt about it, especially on-premise. So our retail side of the business, off-premise, as we call it, the, the bottle shop type sales, have been performing very, very strongly you know, since COVID began and continue to perform strongly. On-premise has been a battle, in particular places uh, like the CBD uh, at times, so just a ghost town. So January was uh, a bit of a train wreck on premise. You know, we've sort of been in and out of closures, um, different restrictions, etc. February, with the start of the fringe period, things started to lift. People started getting more confident about going out outdoors. So we sort of saw a little bit of a lift, but we're nowhere near, you know, where a normal February would be. But March, March re- rebounded very, very strongly, Joe. So. We're very pleased with our March. In fact, our keg sales in March were 2% up on March last year, which was 
which is a real indication for us that uh, things are heading in the right direction. Certainly, we hope as we move into Easter, that momentum uh, continues to build. Parlour is always our number one seller uh, and has been forever and a day. But certainly the Pacific Parlour, the blue, as we call it, is also doing very, very well. And our fastest growing beer at the moment in both pack and keg is the mild ale. There's been a real a real momentum shift towards mid-strength beer. It's all about health and well-being, et cetera, nowadays. So more and more people are, are seeking out mid-strength beers. And the beauty about the mild ale, it's an ale. So we, we know that it's competitor set a lagers, but being an ale with some really nice taste is uh, is a real advantage for us. So yeah, we're going um, we're going well as as a company, but on premise, you know, make no mistake. The last couple of years, it's been really difficult. Yeah, yeah. Look, uh, it has been for so many uh, businesses, Brent. But uh, one thing's for sure: when you've got a good product, it'll always come uh, shining throughout the other end. Now, mate, before we let you go, I have had a sneaky peek at the latest. Uh, beer ads that uh, Coopers are putting out and it's amazing, yep. amazing creative. Like the, the, the camera almost goes inside the beer and the bubbles of the beer tell the story <laughs> of Coopers. Oh, and there's bloody the founder of Coopers. Um, you'll tell me his name in a minute, but it's like an amazing... Thomas Cooper, back, Thomas Cooper yeah, back in 1862. Well, how the company started, Dale, was the, well, Thomas actually brewed beer for his sick wife in their bathtub. And, and, and that beer, that recipe, still remains true today. It was a sparkling ale. So if you walk into your local bottle shop or your, your local pub and you can grab a sparkling ale, that is the same recipe that Thomas brewed for his sick wife back in 1862. Mate, if I was Thomas's son, I'd, I'd be one of the cleanest blokes going around because I'd be having a bath four times a day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, can you imagine hopping in a bath full of sparkling ale? Wow. Yeah, well, you'd, it'd hop, you'd hop in... With it full, and you'd probably come out with it empty. And uh, no, but look, mate, that, uh, unbelievable story. It, it continues the Cooper's family, the Cooper's brewery, the products they put out, the colourful cans. I mean, it's just iconic. We are delighted to have Cooper's as our uh, platinum sponsor at Norwood Oval, uh, at Norwood Football Club, and of course the, um, the stadium sponsor at Norwood Oval. And uh, thank you, Brent Felice, for joining us. And thanks, thank. Thanks to Coopers for everything you do for our footy club. Absolute pleasure, Flem, and thanks again, Joe. Thanks for having me in uh, Long May this Association continue. Thanks, mate. Thanks, Brent. All the best, boys. See you. Speak soon. Brent Felice, folks from uh, Coopers Brewery, and uh, I don't need to remind you when you uh, pick uh, what to drink, pick one of those colourful cans. Joey, it's time to get on with the teams. Yeah, thanks, Flem. I appreciate that. So the team is in. I've got it. In my hand as we speak. So, look, it's a rather uh, similar settled lineup at the moment in in defence. So we've got um, so we've got the forwards as usual: Tranfer, uh, Jarvis, and Mac Bauer. Your half forwards: Camter Heaney, Tristan Binder, uh, and Bain and Lowe. Uh, your centre line is Henry Nelligan, Declan Hamilton, who was outstanding last week. Um, uh, Corey Stockdale. Uh, Halfbacks: Your Jacob Kennelly, Thomas Donnelly, the Tasmanian product, and Jay Rantel, the uh, Warner Bull man. Uh, and our back line is uh, Mitch Wilkins, Campbell, and Jack Hurd with our followers in Harry Boyd, Nick Roker, and Maddie Nunn. We've named a squad of 25, so we've got five potential inclusions inclusions for tomorrow night's game. Sam Morris uh, comes in, Mitch Cotter, Max Hodges, the former Paynham and Crows uh, defender, 
Uh, Tom Wagner and Isaac Saywell, the two confirmed out, unfortunately, is Josh Richards and Nick Pedro, who are in COVID protocols as well. So, um, look, the team is in there. It would be interesting to see the way the coaches decide to pick the, the final 22. But, um, yeah, no, looking forward to it. Well, mate, I can tell you I'm very excited about Max Hodges. Uh, I watched all of the twos last week. Yep. Um, you know, so, you know, if he gets his opportunity, I'm really looking forward to see, seeing how he, how he goes. He reads to play well. He's got a big tank on him. He can play in the midfield, but he played down back uh, in the reserves. So I'm going to keep a close eye on that one. But look, a pretty solid team, but we'd want to be. Because as I mentioned earlier, the Eagles, they go all right. Um, your thoughts on um, matchups for, you know, say the Menzel boys and some of the uh, key players for the Eagles? Yeah, look, it's an interesting one. Obviously, I mean, call it Connor Ballenden, he'll probably get a job. I think Campbell will probably go to him, most likely. Um, we don't have to worry about Tyson Stengel this year. So this, that's He's a, playing for the Mighty Cats. That's right, he is. So that's a that's a pretty handy uh, out for us, our sake as well. But um, now, look, the, you know, the midfield battle will be interesting, whether they employ Dylan Clark to go to a Matty Nunn, uh, go to a Nick Rokar, as a bit of a negating role or, you know, vice versa, do Twig and his coaching staff, you know, assign a Jacob Kennelly to, to run with with him. So that'll be an interesting one. Um, I think Jay Rantel is, is someone they're going to have to put a keen eye on as well. And he, um, and actually Kobe Much. Moves well, moves well. Moves well. And Kobe Much, another player, that's a former Essendon player that plays for the Eagles. He's a very hard runner and he played really well against us in uh, the final last year. So he'll be an interesting one where I think maybe we know, we might need to put a, a player on him, potentially a Sam Morris who can go with him, or or someone like that of that um of that caliber. But now nah, looking forward to that. Also, just a quick one, Flem. I'll give you give the fans a little bit of an update. If they didn't see my injury report yesterday, Lockie Pascoe is still six to eight weeks away with a knee injury, um, and the other key one was Matty Panos, who uh, is a ham who has had a hamstring injury, a little bit of a hiccup in the preseason, but he's listed as two to three weeks. Yeah, no, that's good, Joey. Um, what do you mean if they didn't see your injury report? Mate, everyone sees your injury report. Oh, well, sometimes. The magnificent uh, communications that you pump out there, I'm sure. Uh, sometimes people uh, just miss There it. isn't a person that hasn't seen that. Now, Isaac Saywell. Yep. He's another one I just want to highlight, you know, mm-hmm. in the squad. Yep. Um, I reckon nearly, on nearly every occasion I come down into the gym or, you know, um, out on the ground. Uh, during pre-season, you know, during the middle of the day. Um, he was just about there every time. Yep. He's looking fit. He's looking ripped. He's determined. He's got this amazing attitude. And I, I really hope that he gets uh, the call up because, um, you know, he deserves it. Well, yeah, no, he was one of our best in the reserves last week. So um, no doubt he'll come under contention uh, intellection. But now, look, it's an interesting one. Tommy Wagner adds a little bit as well. Uh, up forward and you know Mitchie Cotter's always a, a tough inside mid to so maybe he can uh, get a bit of a run run with role but uh, we'll see we'll see when when the teams come out tomorrow what do you know about this uh Connor Valador from Brisbane Lions so is he a forward yeah he's a he's a key forward yeah yeah so we'll have yeah. to keep an eye on him how tall is he oh no nah, he's he's pretty tall after six foot I think yeah he's so a, he's uh, a big boy yep sort of mid-size but but moves really well definitely um and uh Dylan Clark from Essendon yeah, Dylan Clark's a pretty good player. He's he's um, a bit unfortunate not to be on an AFL list at the moment. I think he's still quite handy, um, gets a lot of the footy, can play a tagging role, which he's done many times for Essendon. But uh, along with Jared Ormond and Mitch Devoud, they're, they're always going to be a, a good team. And under a, a Jade Sheedy team, which has won two premierships, you um, you expect them to be on their on their game. 
Well, you'd think so. Well, thanks, Joey. Thanks for the uh, bringing the teams to the uh, listeners. Uh, we're going to go to a break. Uh, I do should should have mentioned for, right from the get-go that the teams are brought to us by our great partners at uh, Paradise Mazda, Jeff Neal and Rob Mayolo, fantastic supporters of our footy club. And uh, that's about it for the teams. We're going to go to a break. We'll see you after the break. We're going to catch up with Richard Kelly, the uh, past player and current um, Love Dickie. worker at Nord Football Club behind the scenes, bringing in the dough. You're listening to Red Legs Radio, thanks to Palmer Bet and Climate Air Conditioning. Grand old flag, it's a high-flying flag, it's the emblem. Live on SENSA, welcome to Red Legs Radio. Get great value at Palmer Bet. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. Welcome back, listeners, to Red Legs Radio. And, Joey, we've come out of the dugout. We've had a half-time break. We've had some Powerade and some oranges. We've and uh, well. well. I reckon we're going all right. What do, do you we... reckon? Oh, mate. For, for debutantes, although you're a seasoned professional in your second <laughs> show. In fact, I have done a couple before, but nah, uh, surprisingly, they've let me back. Mate, I'm excited about this uh, next seven or eight minutes because we are joined yep. in the studio by royalty. And uh, I'm talking real royalty, someone who's given a lot to the Nord Football Club, both on and off the field. He wore the number 43. He played 89 games. He's going to correct me. He's shaking his head. I think it's 35. 35. Jeez, that's terrible. My my information's wrong. Anyway, we'll get to him in a minute. Hopefully he did kick 62 goals, like it says. Welcome, Richard Kelly. Blamey, how are you? That's all 43, wrong, isn't I reckon it? that was Andrew Ash from last week. Oh, jeez, Karen, will you update the... <laughs> Sheets properly. I anyway, wish I we'll, did kick 62 we'll, goals. We've gone so well. We'll get to, we'll get to that uh, during the week. How are you, Dicky? I'm well, thanks. Good day, Joe. Dicky, nice to be here. Oh, great great to, to have you, mate. And I'm going to take you right back to the uh, beginning mm. where it all began. Mm. Uh, began as a little little boy with a, with uh, big hypes, hopes, and expectations coming into the Norwood system. Talk us talk us about talk to us about that. Started probably uh, mid to late 80s, I reckon. Flemo um, grew up in the northeastern suburbs of Adelaide, and I think we were in the West Torrens zone back then. And it must have just changed to Norwood the year that I sort of started under 13s. Came through the development squads and um, sort of went through the junior program at Norwood and had some some great coaches in there and um, made my way through to the 17s and 19s while still playing sort of school footy as well. So that was a bit of a balance. But um, yeah, probably the highlight of the junior career was the the 17s and 19s and the late 80s and um, some flags there and played with some great players. You did, mate. Um, quite a few great players. I mean, you, you talk about the Pikes and the Macintoshes and the like. Well, yeah, especially in the um, under-17s. I think we had a great side in the under-17s. Um, myself and Pikey were midfield. Brady James was captain. I think Scotty Burns was on a halfback flank. John O'Robin was floating around. There was a lot of players in that particular team from that year um, in 1989 that went on to play not only league footy, but but AFL footy. And obviously we know what Pikey and Jamesy and Burnsy and, and, and John O did with that. So it was, um, it was a great team and, and great time. Absolutely. And yeah. a flag in the under-17s, a flag in the 19s. Great memories. Yeah, excellent. Um, uh, the under-17 flag was... I I'm pretty sure it was the day that Geelong Hawthorne played in that famous grand final oh, right. uh, in 1989. So we were down at Footy Park, so didn't get to see it live. But um, that was that was a day uh, that I remembered quite well. And um, that was the under-17 year in, in 89. I actually made my debut the next year uh, playing league footy, um, but ended up back in the under-19s and we won a flag that year as well. 
Yeah. Vicky, I don't want to be the bearer of bad news here, but I've got on my fact sheet that there was a couple of knee reconstructions. Hey, just check there. the fact sheet, mate. It might not be <laughs> it right. It might be right, but I'm joking. I've got mine. I've got my own one split, mate. Um, a couple of knee reconstructions, I believe. Yeah. Um, talk, that, talk us through those. Yeah, so that was uh, my first reconstruction back. was 94. So I, I sort of started playing league footy in 1990, and it was probably by by 92, and then 93 was a regular in the league in the league side. Um, had a really good run. Uh, 93, we made the grand final, but that um, you know that was a really disappointing day. 94, um, I was having a good season myself. Uh, probably at the 60 game mark, I reckon we were playing the Eagles down at Woodville Oval and um, went up for a spoil and just landed Orkley and and um, and did my knee. So um, yeah, that was that wasn't a great time of my career. I was actually just starting to. Uh, in fact, I think I played state footy two weeks before that, I reckon, and was just starting to probably really hit my straps at the club, and uh, and that set me back a, a fair way, unfortunately. How would you deal with that setback? Uh, well, it was in July, I remember that, and then just put my head down and, and did a um, rehab pre-season. Uh, actually got back in March the next year, uh, playing a couple of reserves games to get my form back, and then uh, went down to Alberton, 94, I reckon it might have been... Round three, Dale, 94 was, I think, your mm. – uh, sorry, 95. Yeah. 94 was your first year, but, 90, right. but 95 I'm went glad down – glad your fact sheet's right. <laughs> <laughs> 95 went down to Alberton. I was actually standing Andrew McLeod that day, I think, just as he was um, starting to come into uh, prominence with the Magpies and just, again, went for a ball, just got bumped awkwardly, yep. uh, and my knee went again. And uh, looking back, and it was, it was only nine months that I'd done the rehab, so – was probably a couple of months too early, but you know, you're a young fella and you're keen and you want to get back on the park. And, um, and again, I just put my head down and, and tried to get, I just, I was 21 and all I wanted to do was play footy and got myself back to, to playing probably 18 months later. Yeah. Well, there's a great article uh, about you uh, on our website this week uh, as past player of the week. So I encourage everyone listening to, uh, to get onto norwoodfc.com.au and uh, read up on that article. Now, Dickie, since you, uh, played at Norwood. You've uh, been on a fair journey. Uh, obviously, you went to Glenelg. Yep. Uh, we won't talk about them, uh, <laughs> but uh, you've uh, spent a lot of time in the AFL environment uh, as um, general manager of commercial operations at uh, at the Power. Yep. Yeah. So, um, yeah, footy career finished probably um, end of two thousand. Uh, worked in um, the media for probably sort of fifteen, sixteen years in uh, in radio with with some other stations there mainly in the commercial space and then uh when port adelaide moved to adelaide oval the afl keith thomas was ceo um sort of former player and uh, and teammate of mine um asked to come over to, uh, to work for the power for um uh, i was there for seven years sort of really enjoyed my time the afl environment is a is a is a really tough environment but uh, it was a great experience well, uh, and of course, uh, once um, you sort of uh, left that role, it uh, didn't take long for uh, Norwood Football Club to come knocking, and, and now you're involved back at the club uh, doing great work in the uh, commercial operations area. Yeah, and it's great to be back involved with the club. Obviously, the, the, the stadium um, upgrade that's happened in the last couple of years and, and continues to, to be done. Um, yeah, Norwood are really at the forefront of um, you know, suburban footy here in, in South Australia. And to be, you know, part of that and a part of the commercial team here, really enjoy it. Good to be back, um, sort of at the club. Uh, I've got kids coming through now, playing sort of juniors, both boys and girls. So, yeah, hopefully I'll be around the club for a, for a bit longer. 
Yeah, and mate, I'll just take you back. I remember coming to Norwood. Obviously, you were already part of the club, and I think I came for a training in October. Been delisted off an AFL list in you know September, so I'd done much for a month. Uh, come to train at Norwood, Neil Craig. Uh, start training for 4K time trial, <laughs> and then I think we did two hours of competitive work, and then we did another 4K time trial, and you had to be within you know 30 seconds of your first one. Yeah, amazing uh, coach. Uh, very hard, old school Craigie, wasn't he? Yeah, look, he was excellent. Uh, I really enjoyed my time under Craigie um, and learned, learned a great deal sort of under him. Um, those, I was never a good runner, Flemo. Um, <laughs> played midfield but never really moved out of the centre square. So um, I doubt I would have been within 30 seconds of that second. Uh, 4K cert- time trial. I certainly wasn't. <laughs> I wasn't even within 30 seconds of my first time. I thought I left there thinking, I'm not coming to this club. They train too hard. But <laughs> luckily I did. Now, before we let you go, Craig is very famous for his sayings. Now, uh, you, you're very, very well endowed in the gluteus, gluteus maximus area. Um, uh, which uh, I know, <laughs> I know that uh, as a player gave you incredible core strength. What did Craigie used to say about that? Well, if you if you're strong through the hips and through the uh, yeah, the, the buttocks, you're very hard to tackle. And um, obviously, you know your teammates like to take the Mickey every now and again and and give you sort of a bit of a hard time. But, but Craigie, to his credit, you know, stood up for people like myself. That uh, and Darren Loeffler, yeah, Loff and and a few others <laughs> that were. Quite big, and look, he had some great sayings, Craigie. And I'm not sure I should mention the one that you're sort of talking about, Samo, <laughs> but um, but yeah, he was he was a great coach. He, he was, was great, an excellent coach, and um, you know, miss those days. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know, um, yeah, he had some amazing sayings. But the one thing about Craigie is you knew where you stood, and his communication to you as a player was a first class, which we, I'm sure we all appreciated, mate. Um, it's been great catching up with you. Uh, it's great having you back at the footy club and, uh, and, and the things that you're doing there. And, um, you know, we uh, are just super excited for, at the club this year about all the new things that are coming, some amazing things that will be uh, unveiled in the coming weeks at Cooper Stadium. And uh, thanks for joining us today, Richard Kelly. No worries. Thanks, boys. Good work, Dickie. It's a grand old flag. It's a high-flying flag. On SENSA, you're listening to Red Legs Radio for climate, air conditioning and solar. Proud sponsors of the Red Legs. Uh, welcome back, Red and Blue Army. Thanks for staying with myself and Joey for the full show. We've got only got one quarter to go. We're on the home straight, Joey. Yep. We've done all right. Yeah, we've done all right. And uh, appreciate everyone sticking with us. We're going to uh, roll through some club news and updates before we get to our supporter yep. questions, Joe, which we Very promised important. Very important. on uh, online last night that we would address. But uh, to kick things off, mate, in terms of an update for all the listeners, can you give us a bit of an update on the uh, first week of the People's Choice Award? Yeah, I can. Um, obviously, it's uh, it's been a bit of a talked about um, you know, activation we've got at the footy club. But um, So I'll give you the, from the round one vote – Leading is the Tasmanian product, Tommy Donnelly, on 198 votes, Flemo. And, uh, mate, that's he's a great player. Has he got everyone in Tasmania And I, and I think the whole Tasmanian following has now, firstly, fell in love with this player and know him quite well and have backed him in this, uh, in this certain leaderboard. And, obviously, now... They're, uh, they're more aware of, of People's Choice, who are a great sponsor of the Norwood well, Footy Club. Well, they are, mate. And the good thing about it this year, because we did have a few people saying, you know, Big you cups. can vote yeah. multiple times, etc. Well, one vote per 
person this yep. year, and that's uh, controlled through the Facebook platform. So there can be no fraud. And, uh, you know, if he's got all his friends and family watching him on Digital Pass or watching him live yep. and voting, so, yep. so be it. Because he was really good. Yep. And obviously, if you do, if any of those members that do want to cast their vote every week, just head to the Norwood Football Club Facebook page and you'll see the People's Choice uh, post that will come out before every game and you'll be able to cast your vote. Uh, second, Harry Boyd. He finished on 48 votes. Nick Pedro on 42. Benny Jarvis after the three goals on 35. Matt Vardenegar with 13, Bain and Lowe with 10, Henry Nelligan with 6, Jacob Kennelly with 6, Lachlan Charlton with 6, and Cam Tahini to round it up on 5. So Tommy Donnelly's got a big lead at the moment, and uh, it's going to be tough yeah, mate, for anyone mate. to catch him. Absolutely. Look, uh, the People's Choice Award, uh, supported by our great partners, People Cho- People's Choice, of course. Now, mate, a quick update on membership. So yep. we're at 2000 400 members, right? So same time last year at 2,750. So a bit of work to do. So we encourage all supporters out there, if you haven't signed up yet, do your bit. You know, be counted. We want the players to go out there every week and give 100%. And the way we can do it as supporters is to sign up and help the club financially. But obviously on the field, when the players see that the members and supporters are getting behind them, uh, it obviously gives them a lift as well. A couple of events coming up, Joe. Next Wednesday, the Hall of Fame. Yeah, looking forward to that. Great night at our footy club. We haven't been able to hold it for two years. Yeah. Um, so it's uh, exciting, and there are some uh, new people being inducted. Uh, some familiar names. Yep. Um, I think there's at least four getting inducted. Yep. So uh, if you if you haven't um, uh, got online at uh, at uh, the club website to buy your ticket, uh, yep. do so. There's only a handful left. Left. I just checked earlier today. So be quick and uh, and get in there and come along to the Hall of Fame next Wednesday. And, of course, Joe, in uh, a little over two weeks, uh, we take the whole shooting match to Port Lincoln. Yeah, looking for forward the, to that. For the Anzac Day. Huge game. Uh, weekend game against West Adelaide. And uh, there's been a lot of work going into this. Um, some exciting things that um, can uh, are happening up there, of course, for supporters. If you haven't already checked out yep. Red Legs Getaways, there's exclusive offers on our website at the moment. Yep. So you can you know, not only come up and see the team, you can do some great tourism experiences uh, when you're up there. And, of course, a you know, big mention to our partners uh, uh, that are supporting that game up there, Peter Tickle Wines, um, McDonald's Port Lincoln, yep. Mella Olsen, Lawyers, um, Letcher Maroney, Accountants. It's going to be fantastic. Peter Kittle, Toyota Port Lincoln, the council. uh, The list goes on. The local community is getting behind this game. Tickets will be available for the match. Online. Online starting uh, next Monday. So uh, get on there, get up to Port Lincoln and, and support the team. Fantastic. Now, Joe. We did promise online last night we would address a couple of supporter questions. Yes, so we did. Uh, that's all we've got to do. We're yep. in time on. Yep. Don't stuff it up. I'm going to throw to you. You're going to address the question or the post that had the second most amount of likes. Yes. So I've got the comment here from Matthew Huppets, and I apologise if I haven't said that right, Matthew. Um, and he asked the you know, for us to talk about is how will the club be compensated if players get called up to cover COVID-19 top-up list for Port Adelaide if needed? Now, we've got four players. Yeah, we've got four players, obviously, uh, in that in that um, bracket of being potentially called up in a COVID-19 top-up list format. The basic answer is is that the club does not get compensated. Uh, the, player will re- the player will receive 
obviously uh, their own compensation personally, but as a football club, we do not receive any compensation. Good, clear answer there, Joey. Now, I've got the final question, and that was from Stewie B, great uh, great supporter and great volunteer at our footy club. He said, has the SANFL Commission given, given any commitment to bringing the salary cap back to pre-COVID levels? Stewie, I can tell you that is on the discussion table at the commission level. I checked with yep. our CEO, James Fantasia, and we are absolutely pushing for that to happen because we believe that, in fairness, these players should be paid what they uh, uh, are worth. Mate, that is it, Joey. We got there. It's been a great show. I'm not sure. Been. I'm not sure if I'll bring Ben Hook back, but uh, uh, you've been fantastic. Thanks to thanks all our Palmer listeners for, for listening. Thanks to listening to Red Legs Radio, and thanks to Palmer Bet and Climate Air Conditioning. Go well, Red Legs fans. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 21 91.